Hello, buddy. Welcome back to Couple Friends No Class. Today, we're back in Familia to break down her album and talk about the secret meanings behind her songs and just have some general discussion about things and things that pertain to the album. Um, it's a really fun one. It's gonna be one of my favorite episodes to record. Um, so, I hope you guys enjoy it too. Let's get started. Too late to make our names and faces. Just late enough to think of places. I take you with your eyes closed. Love, trust me to walk your tight rope. And I'm a victim of my own ambition. Villain of my own creation. But you lay me down and whisper, attaching me is like touching an Hello, buddy. Welcome back to Conference No Class. Today we are back again with Amelia, which I'm really excited about, and we're gonna talk about her album and its its inner meanings, and it's gonna be fantastic. Amelia, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Actually, I'm really in, I really in, am enjoying the album. I've listened to it several times, and Aww. I really enjoy it. I know. Um, and so, uh, but I'm very interested to kind of hear an opportunity you don't usually get when you listen to someone's album. That is so cool. Um, it's kind of like the the artist's vision behind the <laughs> behind the the stuff and i'm really excited to kind of kind of talk about that talk to you about that today and I, hopefully you are too i think it'll be really fun i'm very excited um hopefully this will be a little bit less chaotic than our last episode <laughs> but that was still fun it was fun i was listening to it and i was like oh okay this wasn't as crazy as i thought it was it actually yeah. made you know when it's like you're saying things and then you think you're all over the place but then you listen to it and you're like oh there was some structure yeah yeah moving around we had like you know like the lawnmower was there we were talking about <laughs> minecraft that update i was just meant i mentioned it so it just yeah i just dropped like what's say the nine yeah, two days ago it came out on the seventh so we have like the oh deep dark stuff now it's <gasps> crazy i'm so excited i know it's gonna be it's great uh so yeah so obviously you have an album and that's super cool yeah it came out unfolding the universe yep super awesome yeah i mean what more can what, i mean so much more can uh, uh what more can be said <laughs> that's be it said. the episode's over and thank you all for listening today uh stay tuned for the season finale no uh no what is kind of like the the story you're trying to tell for your album kind of thing yeah um so it's a concept album mm -hmm. it's about growing up and losing your innocence um and like what that means like so losing my innocence is like falling in love for the first time like realizing that the world is much bigger than you know the circle that i exist in mm -hmm. and like really feeling heartbreak for the first time and knowing like i don't know i feel like a lot of adults will criticize like love between teenagers and be like oh it's not real love it's just like puppy love or it's not as substantial but i just i always want to remember as i'm getting older that like that love that i experienced mm -hmm. was very the, the heartbreak was still real and painful and like i wanted to honor that part of my life where there was so much like that I didn't know or, or that I or I did know a lot but people tried to convince me that I didn't because I was young you know so it talks about it, it was never meant to end this way caught in the fear of being afraid I wish I could tell myself how I feel now now that my breath's less shallow and my hopes are clear now so like to me that is how I imagine growing up will be like 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 I'd, it wasn't meant to end this way like all these things like i'm gonna fail like you know it was never meant to end this way caught in the fear of being afraid i wish i could tell myself how i feel now 
Um, it kind of starts with this idea that like I'm prophesizing how I think it's gonna go like it wasn't meant to end this way like I mm-hmm. wish it I, caught in the fear of being afraid like I I was so afraid of being afraid you know what I mean like I was yeah. so afraid of I didn't want to try things because I was scared I'd be too scared to do it do you get what I mean yeah exactly um so yeah yeah, man, and that's kind of interesting thing you kind of bring up because often, like, you know, you try, you go for something, whether it's love or something else at a very young age, and yeah. people just, you know, kind of judge you for it. But you, you kind of see, you know, kind of being able to see it through kind of like your own, own eyes, kind of own personal thing. You kind of, it's very different than what other people might think of it. And I think that's a really cool uh, nugget there. I think each song, it's it's kind of like chronological order. Yeah, of my life. So it starts with the end, which is interesting because then it goes back. So it's actually not chronological order. Yeah. But then after that, it's a hundred miles apart, which is the first time that I ever realized that I was really like falling in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think like the most important part of that song is um like just just the refrain of and I worry that we're too far and I wonder if we're too far, and then there's this part that's um silhouettes in the moonlight um passing by lives as the car drives see the things we've never quite seen before see a heart open behind a closed door and i know i can't bear to part with your soul as we're a hundred miles apart see the things we've never quite seen before see a heart open behind a closed door um because I, I I was thinking about the first time that I fell in love, I realized how personal and quiet falling in love can be. Like mm-hmm. I would drive, this is kind of <laughs> silly and like, ooh, like poet. Um, <laughs> but like I drive by houses and think, wow, like people made a home. Like people fell in love in that house. And like, there's so much love behind that closed door that I'm never going to know. And I'm never going to fully know the extent of my parents' love or the love of the people that's close to me, but this love that is, like, quiet and budding inside of me is just as real, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of interesting because I don't, know exactly, I don't know what the exact word for it is, but it's, like, like the sensation of realizing that, like, other people around you all have, like, their own story and have, like... I think it's called tail- Sonder. Yeah, 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 I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like Sonder, you know, be like, okay, like, everyone around me, everyone you see, you said, like, you know, like, a bunch of, like, kind of, you just imagine, like, everyone kind of has their own story with, like its own unique complexities like yours and that's kind of crazy to think about sometimes yes, and I, that's one of my favorite words I, when i found that i was like oh my god that is so cool because that's just so freaking dope that like every single person has such a unique life like i don't know if you've ever like i live in a city now so when i look down at the city and all the cars and stuff i'll be like wow every single one of these bitches has something going exactly. on in their life that i'm never gonna know i know um, yeah because you, you, know, you, go, you go on like you're know, like the way, what i kind of think about when i kind of think of something like that is like like kind of be like like on a highway like driving around because they're like when you're like in the back seat you're the passenger of the vehicle you just kind of like look out the window mm-hmm. you know i would always do this thing where i'd be like i don't know it's it's like no one of those things where it feels like oh like you know this random thing you think about in your head and then you're like oh wait other people thought like i would do this little thing where i'd be like pretend there was like a little person like doing like parkour on the trees mm-hmm. keep it up with the car <laughs> and apparently other people do that i don't know i just i heard anyway but like you know or like i'd be like a little thing about like trying to see like when i can see the car behind his headlights out the window i don't know it's, it, it, yeah when you're like you know eight you you figure out ways you figure out ways to spend the time on long uh highway rides but like right. um but yeah it was kind of being like you look over and be like well that person has like three dress shirts hanging in the back of their car i wonder where they're going like it's like yeah. you know like you kind of yeah you kind of like you know get the sonder of you know you know you feel you know, like yes yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting you know 
to be like wow you really conceptualize like you know right and i was in the city it was like it was either boston or new york it was the first mm-hmm. time my first like love i have had other boyfriends before this but it was my first love and i had realized that we were 100 miles apart you know mm-hmm. and i was like wow and, and and i was looking out at the um I, I don't know i was looking out at the at the little window of the hotel room and i was just seeing I don't know, the first line of that is birds flying free like the inside of me. Cars driving by, holding passengers who wait up to greet an- wake up to greet another lie. And I just think it's so cool that, I don't know, little freaking 14, 15-year-old me like found those words for this this thing. And I, that's why I feel like, like my mom, for example, has been writing poems for so long. Yeah, and I've she doesn't, yeah. would you say? Like, yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. And she there's a lot of them that are from when she was younger that she doesn't like anymore and she's critical Mm -hmm. of it. And I try to be like, mom, but that was you at that time. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's why I, I don't know. I hope that, you know, someday she will be able to see that as well and, and want that to be seen. But I just think that like the young versions of me that wrote things, like I, I want to hold so much space for the young Amelia's who like, who felt things so deeply, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that because I'm older, I know more like I'm, I, my feelings are any stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a certain like thing that kind of comes with like having something, seeing it so deeply, seeing it in yourself, and then being able to kind of like, you know, like a certain like wisdom of experience kind of thing. Though it, though yeah. it feels unfortunate, <laughs> you know, like at the time, you know, when something might not end the way you're anticipating it to be, like you know, it might be, it might gain some, some 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 nuggets of information from it yeah and that's why i like the lyric unfurling continents between who i want to be and who i am i refuse to be just content unfurling continents is kind of like unfolding the universe like a play on that but um like that like i refuse to be just content is such like a revelation i feel like at this part of my life when i wrote that because it, it was such a revelation because i was realizing oh i can create a life for myself like yeah exactly like I there was something about being in the city as a kid where I was like wow I could do whatever I want to do mom <laughs> I know because yeah because like, like, you walk around like I know like there's like once I went to go visit my cousin in Boston who mm-hmm. like went to school there yeah um and so like it's kind of like walking around like on these like you know like see like these like streets of, like there's a certain like unique um color tonality that like street lights have or, like, the way that they yeah. light like you know like the way like you know like lights from you know like hotels like kind of light mm-hmm. up the street I mean, it's kind of like you know it's very int- it's very picturesque picturesque yeah. kind picturesque. of picturesque um kind of you know kind of and this is you know, a certain you know aesthetic to the city and like my dad used to go and um went to college in the city too but so you know so when we were there he kind of like had like i kind of like he's like i kind of he's like, so he become very familiar with kind of like the way things like mostly just navigation but kind of mm-hmm. also kind of like, like kind of the way the city kind of breathes and that's and when he mentioned that to me, like, one night we were out for a walk, I'm like, that's really kind of cool how you can kind of, like, really kind of get to know, like, a location, like, through its, through its people and through its stuff, and that's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that one, it goes into World in Her Red, which is the first time I realized that I fell in love with a girl, which was different. Um, mm. It's a very no- emotional album, I think, because, like I said, it's a, it's a lot about me losing my innocence, and part of that was realizing that... I had this like really big fear of being queer as a kid and Mm -hmm. I don't really know why I think it was because my generation was like the generation where just started being okay like Mm -hmm. it was still weird for people so I was so afraid of it but then you know 
this song is kind of about me realizing that it's okay to love who I love and realizing that the love between at that point you know I identified as a woman and like the love between two women was something that was so beautiful to me that I had never experienced with a man and that's why like the ways that I describe love in that song versus the way that I describe love in the other songs like in that one it's like take me to the moon tonight let's walk across the horizon line show me how to see the world in her red Um, my favorite line in that song is learn not to mind the aging lines the tiger stripes and jungle vines teach me how to see the world in her red um, or I want to see the world in her red. Teach me how to see the world in her red. As somebody who's been so insecure about my body, I was writing about a person who would speak to me about how insecure they were about their body. But I genuinely thought that they were the most beautiful person in the whole world. And having that realization of like, to get like like as women together we could have learned to love our bodies because we both were women like there's just a very a very important connection between two people who are similar in that way yeah um and you know that is in the end of the story and i know it's not meant to be at least not in this lifetime but i don't mind i'll catch you in the next, next one. one you know <laughs> yeah you I'll know listen, it. i'll listen to that one a few times <laughs> <laughs> um you know it i don't know i think about um bathroom nine and three quarters mm-hmm. from june in a parallel universe i was going through the little playbill and i was reading ashley government our director's notes and she had said something like winter this moment of winter imagining what the world could be is fleeting because okay it's not because they're not dreaming with their full convictive heart but because they're dreaming on their own mm-hmm. you know and and this is like a to me this is like a queer thing just like that we're imagining and hoping for what the world can be you know and I think this is a smaller version of that because for me it was like I was hoping to be with this specific person Mm -hmm. and it didn't end up working you know what I mean yeah but I'll catch you when the next one just kind of means like maybe in another life that's what it's going to be but also to me means like maybe this isn't how the world's going to be for me right now but that doesn't mean that it's never how the world's going to be maybe someday I will get that feeling of feeling liberated in my identity and I I do which is really cool um so going back and looking at that song and like feeling validated and knowing that those feelings that I felt as a kid weren't just a fluke like they were real you Mm -hmm. know and and that song means a lot to me too so yeah that's that's great I mean it was the first one that I heard because it was your your single before the albums that was like yeah I remember like um like on the way to going on our little hike thing like you played like not even like the completed like mixed version like you just like and it was like and it was like I'm like wow I see like the um like the like through the the music and like like it's it's something like you know like not quite like it ha- it was it was good I was like I it's like you know through the through the music and it's kind of like still kind of like you know sound like it was you know still kind of like being process being worked on like it was it was it was about to reach its final final form it was kind of like okay like you really see like kind of like the you know the the it was you know it was, it was like oh it's really cool because I'm like wow it's like you know it was gonna, I guess it's the kind of the point of a single in some cases but it's kind of like you know wow like you know super cool you know it came in for the album like you know thank you you know it was great and then the next song is probably my favorite song on the whole album um so it's pretty long let's see how long it is let's check it out it's called the plane for those Mm. of you who are not listening along um let's see (laughs) it's like it's five minutes and 21 seconds 
so that's not like super long in the grand scheme of things. That, that actually, that actually, sorry, no, you just gave a really interesting idea. That'd be really funny if we're like, here's this bit. You may listen to the plane now. And we're back. <laughs> like Pause. It's, 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 it's like a little, like, yeah, it's like a little read along. That's so silly. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I wrote this song when Donald Trump became president. Mm-hmm. I was so angry. I don't know if I was, what year, or was it 2016? So 2016. How yeah. old were we? Let's see. So it's 2022 now. So we were a freshman, right? Yes. You think? I think so. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I was a freshman when I wrote the song. And it was like the first song that I had taken a really long time on (laughs) because I was like, I want all of this to like, no, you're doing the math, doing doing the the beep boops. Okay. (laughs) Um, Hi, editor Jason. I did more of the beep boops after the recording. And so we were in eighth grade in the 1617 year. So that means that we were in eighth grade at the time of the November 2016 election. Because I remember going back into school the next day and talking about it with people at the middle school. So we were in middle school at the time. It was difficult to kind of surmise that at the time because I was focusing on recording Familia. But now that it's after the fact, I think, yeah, we were in eighth grade when this was happening, like 14, 15 years old. And so I was just filled with this feeling of anger and I didn't know what to do with it so I wrote a song about it and I this is probably the first song that I wrote on the album um because I I had written a lot of songs as a kid but they just came out of me it wasn't something that took a lot of time so there my keyboard was in the living room and I would just play this every single day and figure it out I had this idea Mm -hmm. of this girl who's stranded in this purgatory between our world and whatever comes after it and then this universe we don't know if there's like heaven or or hell or any of these things we just know that there's this this plane of existence that she resides on um somewhere in the universe and she's looking at the world and and seeing the destruction like um maybe tomorrow I'll, i'll be afraid or maybe tomorrow i'll lie awake but right now i'm content and staying safe from the pain because far off the children they sleep in their beds while poets and heroes rest their heads and villains paint the city in red and the sky falls and all i can do is lay here maybe tomorrow Like, that is how it starts, and I'm so proud of that because, like, the villains paint the city in red because also, like, red is, you know, the yeah. Republican Party <laughs> color um, and also red. But I just, I was writing it, and I remember um, I had shown this completed song to multiple people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got either, you know, it's not going to be the hit of the album or it's too long or it sounds like two different songs but i just had this bohemian rhapsody but look at that literally so i i mean not to compare myself to bohemian rhapsody yeah i know (laughs) that's not what i mean but like that feeling of like i had this gut feeling of this is done i can't touch this it's done you know and i just i recorded it like that and i i remember i played it again for my dad because my dad was one of the people where i was like i feel like he was thinking it was too long or that it wouldn't be like the hit of the album Mm -hmm. and he was like I have no idea why I said that. And I was like, right? Because, like, it, I'm just so proud of that song. I feel like sometimes I'll write things that, like, um, are, like, alluding to my life, like, foreshadowing. Um, and, and realizing that, you know, the concept of staying in this world or leaving this world 
has a deeper meaning now you know Mm -hmm. I've gone through a lot of mental health things and I don't need to get into that but I think this song means so much to me because at the end I decide to stay you know it's um what is it maybe tomorrow we'll lose this race and maybe tomorrow we'll be replaced but right now I'm content with the chase maybe today they'll tell us be quiet but tomorrow we'll learn silence causes a riot we will not lose this race we will not be replaced we cannot sit around as our pasts get erased Mm -hmm. I will not be a pawn in your game I cannot just stay here and remain in the plane like the end of that where I realize like I I can't I can't like it's my job as an artist to come back and and fight for this new world that we're all dreaming of and and the the um the bridge of the song I love because it goes to this new cool like completely different sound from the other part of the song mm-hmm. um which is cool I think it's in a uh, whatever I was trying to figure out the time signature but that's I don't think it's different um but you know and it has this really cool rock section that I love but that's just what that song means to me and yeah yeah, that's awesome. That's super. Cause I mean, because the really the really cool thing about like you know at, you know like us doing this thing cool is you know the like you know, I, you know often I listen to it can I listen to it like okay like I know because I said like often listen to albums and stuff and it's like okay, like I don't know I don't know Taylor Swift like personally. <laughs> I know, I know I Do pick, you not? I, I don't know why I pick Taylor Swift randomly, but it's like no, yeah, I don't yeah. know this person like personally, person yeah. personally. But then but then you know then I listen to your and I'm like okay like like I can't like um when we get to a different song later on I'll tell you like it's like. We get to. I'll, wait, I'll hold off on. A, I'll hold off on one point until we get to a song <laughs> later on. Okay. Um. But like. Um. But I'm like. Yeah. Like. I. Like. I. Like. I know. Like. I know. I know. Like. You know. Like. You know. Like. So it's like. Okay. Here's a big metaphor. I'm like. Okay. Cool metaphor. But then you're was like. Oh. Like. I know exactly what you're talking about because I was also there for that event. <laughs> I was also present. You know. It's it's that, so it also kind of like I think this, you know makes this a very unique album. You know, for me, other people, you know, you like to listen to because like okay, like I I like I know this person more than you know uh, you know like other you know be like oh you know cool yeah. the latest this song be like okay no good but i, I know cause, and i do see like a lot of things like you kind of like allude to in the plane kind of like like i'm like okay like well that that sounds like something that was like kind of in june and i'm like okay like i recognize yeah. that kind of and then like yeah. okay that's, i mean that's really cool thank so. you i think a lot of my art has to do with that like the whole do i stay type situation which, 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 which is not a bad thing i think it's been fant- i mean that's been i think it's a it's a fantastic kind of thing to I'm word saddling. Sad, sad. Oh, I'm word salading because like, <laughs> like, like you know like it's a it's an interesting and kind of like it's a it's an intriguing topic to kind of explore to kind of like have a topic on because you know lots of songs are just like on you know solidly love or solidly doing something but like this is a it's a your music's really cool Amelia and I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I I like to have this weird pet peeve of like just love songs Mm -hmm. which maybe that's like pretentious and i'm sorry if it sounds pretentious viewers listeners Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i just because i feel like there's more to life than just love songs i think love is a beautiful thing that we should talk about but the love songs that i try to write are i try to write like unconventional love songs that aren't just about like oh boy loves girl girl loves boy but more about like what is love and like Mm -hmm. how can i describe love in a way that makes sense to me which we can get into later but like yeah this is my favorite kind of music to write like music that is about the world and like how I just feel like a lot of people feel like they're so small in the grand scheme of things and I like reject that mentality I feel like every single person has so much to offer the world and and if you think about it think about each individual person and how many people they reach if we all have our own individual light 
and we're all reaching those specific people and then those people reach their light to the people they know we're all a part of this beautiful tapestry of people and, and lives and heart that make the world a better place like you individually make the world a better place like purely from a statistical standpoint that makes sense like mathematically like whatever like and i just think people and this also has to do with like voting and like literally bigger things too not just like self-esteem not that self-esteem isn't important but like i just think i believe in doing the thing taking the leap because i think a lot of people like to be judgmental of artists who just do whatever the fuck they want and i just absolutely reject that mentality like i think that if you have an idea and you absolutely love something like i love this song is it five minutes long yeah whatever like it doesn't matter like i don't care because it brings me so much joy and me and trey and in the little basement doing little jams with it and Mm -hmm. like the first time i heard him play the drums and he (laughs) said something i was like i feel like the drums have to be louder and he was like i can make them the most thunderous drums of your entire life but here's the catch you can never ask me how i did it and i was <laughs> like is something illegal happening like i don't i was just so baffled by that black but, like, market you know, <laughs> audio game <laughs> it was so funny but i was like that that's art like making it in the basement and i'll have people be like oh well i've always wanted to release this thing but i don't feel ready and then and then they'll try to criticize me for doing it my way and i'm just like well, I did it. Like, and you yeah. can do it too. Like, I just think if we all took a step back from our fears of being criticized and did what we want to do, you know, the yeah. podcast, here we are in Jason Call's living room slash dining room. Yeah. And we're making a podcast. Like, the first I, episode recorded at my house. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Oh my God, really? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, guys. It's crazy. Yeah. Second episode recorded back here in, in town and first episode back in my house. We only, we only ever had one episode in my dorm room. So that was Yes. Oh, and also, hold on. See if I can make it. Okay. Probably not. But the chord that centers on this album is this beat. This piano oh. is very out of tune. This piano probably. is very out of tune. Is this chord which is a b sus two it's also here it's so pretty listen to that i literally love that so much is that is that lisa sound close enough to yeah, what it, it should be okay close good enough. I mean, okay like, we haven't had it like tuned in a long yeah it's it's better on the higher end okay. but i think that this also was an heirloom guys hot yes. take um but i think that chord i love um like sus two chords or nine chords because i just think that they have this like otherworldly can you hear that it's like yeah it's really beautiful and it's tension but it's like i also consider you know like your um thing you mentioned a few episodes ago um what like the um pianos connecting people who played pianos mm-hmm. and then yeah i think of that you know so i'm like wow piano that <laughs> yeah I feel the most connected to pianos when I play those types of chords. And you'll hear there's more of those types of chords in other songs through the album because it's literally my favorite thing ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. But anyway, it's also, fun fact, that chord is, wait, I got to go back. It's in Winter's song. Ooh. So a little mashup. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this. Oh, yeah. Right? I recognize that one. What'd you get for number five? <laughs> Isn't that so like, I just think, I think one of the things I love is connecting. I feel as though we're going to use this thing again, so I'm just going to do this. Like, connecting 
all of my art like i think like the second album that i'm writing is gonna have connections to the first one so hopefully Mm -hmm. i don't know those of you who have listened to it like you'll be able to go back (laughs) i'm gonna reference i don't want i don't want to give it away but it's gonna be really cool sure and so well thank you for the exclusive scoop on your second album i appreciate that yeah i so it's oh the second i will we'll get into it Yeah, yeah yeah um but no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> yes. So that's the plane. Um, moving on. Um, this boy, this bad boy is the center, in my opinion. Like, this is what the core, it's called innocence. Because mm. this is the point at which I lose my innocence. When I realize that I'm going to stay in this world and fight these battles and, and be an artist against all odds, against all the people who say it's not practical. And what could we? Yeah. <laughs> what could we become? Uh, it doesn't um, have to be. Yeah, that, yeah. What are you singing? No, 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 I, I think that's the same song. What are you I, singing? I, I, um, no, no, it's Innocence. You know, the, you know it's like, dark and Oh, da, that's da, da, da. I was literally singing a different song. Oh, you were? <laughs> um, oh, oh, um, oh my God, what is it? It's, I literally wrote it. Maybe um, it, it might be the next one. No, 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 no. If the odds weren't against us, what yeah, could we become? Yeah, that's the one. Um, Editor Jason here. I did not pick up what Amelia was singing at the time, but now that I'm listening to it here, it's Autumn in East Haven. It's the opening number for June in the Parallel Universe. I did not realize that's what she was singing, and yes, I was singing a different song. It was not even close to the same one. All right, continuing onward. I love these lyrics. Um, Here we go. So it starts off with this freaking awesome drum situation going on. Yeah, it's like... Insert it. Too late to make our names and faces Just late enough to think of places Not take you with your eyes closed Love, trust me to walk your tight um, it was me and Trey hitting drums at the same time Really, really loud Randomly one Tuesday afternoon Which is great Um, <laughs> And this, because I was like, Trey I need this to be like I was like, Trey, respectfully, this song, I need people to be able to lose their virginity to this song. I was like, that is my goal, because that's what this song is about. Um, it's it's different, because I yeah. think that the core of it is, it doesn't have to be love as long as it feels right, though I'm pretty sure that love is what I feel tonight. So the idea that, like, I think we put so much pressure, uh, I literally, your parents are, this is so funny. Um, <laughs> um, I put We put so much pressure on, like, that concept which I think is dumb. Like, I think that's just stupid. I just mm-hmm. think that do what you want to do when you want to do it. But my story of that is, yeah, that's how it has to be. But I'm pretty sure this might be love. And that's fine. Like, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but I love... Can I just go through some of the lyrics? Fire away. Go for <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Um, I, I just wrote this one night. And I, I was so proud of it. So, too late to make out names and faces. Just late enough to think of places. I'll take you with your eyes closed. Love, trust me to walk your tightrope. So that first part, too late to make out names and faces, is funny because make out names mm. and faces, right? It's a double, it's a double yeah. entendre, um, because like oh, it's dark out, but also making out with you, dog. Uh, <laughs> um, love, trust me to walk your tightrope. You know, you get it. Um, and then the next part is something that I like reference a lot. I feel like is a really good representation of who I am. Um, and I'm a victim of my own ambition, a villain of my own creation. Well, you know it. But yeah. you lay me down and whisper that touching me is like touching an angel. So I think I'm a victim of my own ambition, a villain of my own creation. You you said that it may have been like one night we were doing June. It wasn't mm-hmm. even to me. It was just to someone else. I'm like, ooh, that's like a, that's that's cool. <laughs> like I, like I, I had no idea at that point that you were working on your album. But yeah. I'm like, 
that was a cool little whatever that came from. A little ditty. Yeah. <laughs> and then it came back. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. it's back. Yeah, because I think like the reason that I've been able to do so many things is because I ha- my ambition is like ridiculous. Like I just do so much shit because I want to, and also because like being bored is not good for me. <laughs> is the um, ra- is the rabbit back? Sorry, side note. Is the rabbit back? I think the rabbit is burrowing a hole like in that little part of the contextual element. By the way, <laughs> there was this rabbit out in my front yard when Amelia arrived. It was just kind of like hanging out, lounging in the shade of one of our bushes. Mm-hmm. And we were very fascinated by this rabbit, and then it ran away right before we right before we started recording. Right after we started recording. Oh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, we did. I know. Rip the rabbit. I know, but he'll be back. I think. Um, it doesn't that they're digging like a little little rabbit hole kind of around that bush. So maybe they're gonna kind of hang out there. Perhaps. 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 Starting a little rabbit, little rabbit family. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of rabbits around our house. We saw some. I love but rabbits. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, I love yeah, it. Yeah. These. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, victim of my own ambition. I, my ambition can lead me to do great things, but it can also trap me and villain of my. Cause I'm a villain of my own creation. Sometimes, like I am my own villain. Sometimes, and that's intrusive thoughts. That's so many things. But I remember the the person that this song is about. He once told me that he said touching you is like touching an angel, and that was like that is a song lyric and he would after that happened he was like i never said that to you i'm like you did though i'm like did i hallucinate it i don't know but regardless it's a good lyric because it it just means like it's it's a juxtaposition of villain you know angel villain and i think like at this point in my life i was still allowing men to control my perception of self so in a way i didn't know this when i was writing it because that was my view on the world but knowing now i'm like oh i didn't need i didn't need this encounter or him to know that i'm awesome awesome you know that i'm a slay yeah um but it's a part of my history you know and um then the second verse is i refuse to be afraid of their fighting words and tinfoil spades they no longer pierce this heart of mine that has been shielded by your grace um so you know tinfoil spades spades is supposed to be something that is sharp and and um pointy and terrifying and um a weapon but tinfoil is something that can have the appearance of like a weapon because it's like silver and it, it can be molded into that but it's not it doesn't have any weight it's not gonna you know they no longer pierce this heart of mine that has been shielded by your grace like these people that that opposed impose judgment on me and on you and on the relationship that we have this is something that kind of connects us in a way that they'll never be able to be connected to us and that was like the thing that was special about that moment you know um and I don't regret it but you know so then after that and we this is one of my favorite lyrics too and we've grown together through these years like vines intertwining spilling daisies into spring and singing for warmth through the coldest winters (laughs) and add the (laughs) whoa winters oh Yeah, and then I don't I don't think I've ever been whole and I'm not asking you to fix me. I just don't want to be alone. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I know that someday I'll be whole and you won't ever have to fix me. Like it's just it is so the culmination of my innocence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um losing my blues and my innocence in the dark. Yeah, whatever. You get it. Um that's the concept of that. I I I'll mention this again at the end, but it's like now I'm gonna like listen to your album again and be like, wow, whole different light. Because now it's like because <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah, okay, really, good. I'm Yay. really enjoying <laughs> listening to you talking about it now. Hope people 
I'm going to listen to you talk about it, and then I'm going to listen to this back and be like, yes. super cool. I hope you guys listen, too, because World on Her Red's almost at 1,000 streams, guys. Yes. you got to get it there. 9.52, y'all. Ooh, okay. we got a few more since last time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we mentioned that last podcast, too. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one is Everyone's Fave. This is, like, the top listen to song. Um, it's called Chains Are No Match for the Woman. These lyrics are slay, in my opinion. Like, we just stopped singing at the same time and coordinated there. That's so us. I guess we opened to us asking the lyrics would start. So, anyway, proceed. But love that. It starts with this fucking dope bass riff that Jason and I just said. Not bass riff, bass line, whatever. You understand what I'm saying. This is the biggest fuck you song I've ever written in my whole life. Um, and it is about this person that had absolutely ruined my life. He was my best friend and I was madly in love with him. Yeah. We went to camp together. I fell in love with him. He was awful and like literally emotionally abusive. Um, so I'd written some other songs about him. Um, but it just felt like there were a lot of people like him in the world. So I wanted to write about... I don't know. I genuinely thought he was my soulmate once. And I remember my sister and I, that, that first lyric, my sister told me that you were my soulmate in the middle of the night when you were getting on my case, because there was this moment like you, he kept hurting me so bad, but my sister, uh, it wasn't her fault. She hates that. I wrote this lyric, <laughs> um, but I was like, I just, I love him, you know? And she was like, yeah. And I hate it. Like, but he is your soulmate. Like, cause I thought this too. And she was like very young. We were both very young and naive mm-hmm. to the world. Um, but that's more the before the innocence part but the the chains are no match for the woman part is is slay because um my sister told me that you were my soulmate in the middle of the night when you were getting on my case it seems then my apologies all went to waste since i shouldn't have said i'm sorry in the first place bitch (laughs) um and then you made me think i had your heart but strings were attached you're smart enough to realize nobody taught me that Words, my friend, are one thing, but showing when it matters wasn't your superpower, but loving you was mine. I love that line, but loving you is mine. Like, he he made it seem like showing up was a superpower, mm-hmm. but in reality, loving him was a fucking superpower, and I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, and then, you know, the bridge is kind of about, like, you got your credentials. It's like, oh, like, in theory, <laughs> you should be this really fucking cool mm-hmm. dude. Like, oh, like, you're somebody that I want to have kid and like you know you, you're great like, you know what I mean like, I, if I were to have a guy like a, a boy like I'd want him to be like you is what I'm thinking like I don't want you to be my kid you get what I'm saying yeah um but then under that you're callous and vain you know um so change of the match for the woman it's pretty the chorus is pretty self-explanatory blame it on the girl with opinions running away because I get something to say you know but then the second verse I will speak out because it's kind of fun um adolescent love so easy to break you shattered me with promises and love you deemed as fake when you said it seems i've changed and i caused all the pain and i'm the one who pays but this time i'm not staying so i think it again going back to the adolescent love like the idea Mm -hmm. that's that's little like he shattered he shattered me with these things that he would give and take it was just this give and take thing like he said that I was the one who was changing. He said, he's like, you change. I was like, oh, that's so stupid. But you know what I mean? Um, and then the next part is, and you don't like that I'm free, that there's no lifetime guarantee of my devotion to you and all that you do and all that you had in store for me. Your pride, you'll find it isn't binding no matter how hard you try, you know? So you don't, he doesn't like the idea now that I'm, he would reach out to me 
on mo- every single social media app until I blocked him on everything. And then he reached out to me with his dog's Instagram account. I'm so real right now. <laughs> and he sent me this. Whole, he's like, I just want to know, like, why you think that I gaslit you? <laughs> like, he's gaslighting me as to if he gaslit me. And it's just like, that's where that comes from. Like, you don't like the fact that I'm free now. You know what I mean? Then, of course, the bridge is... um Oh, maybe I said bridge. No, I meant the pre-chorus before. Whatever. I don't know what I said. But the pre, the bridge now. Mm-hmm. So in this version, I'm saying, oh, but I loved you. If only I had tried to put aside my reservations and give in to your endless accolades. And it's interesting. This is like a little thing that like no one knows. But he represents a, a lot of a good chunk of men that I've met in my life that I feel like I have to like, like I have to meet their standards that like I need to impress them and and one of them was a um a coach that I had and he would always say the word accolade or accolades so I added it in there because I, it's kind of reminiscent of that I'm um, like maybe I want to be saved you know but I don't and then it's like oh I can't even say it with a straight face two, three, four. you know so yeah, yeah. that's change in a match for the woman I think it's a fun one and I feel it's like fun. people like it because they can relate to it but I feel like also it's not I don't want to write something that's like generalized. I just want to write something that is like uniquely my experience that people can relate to in part, you know? Yeah, and I feel like I actually I was thinking about something like this before, but then we brought back up which was awesome because I, I didn't say it before. Mm-hmm. Um but like like there's a diff- I think it was like when uh, I was it's when we were talking about like love song kind of mm-hmm. things. I think it's a difference between like songs that are like here's a feeling, here's a response, ta da mm-hmm. and like and one this is like here's a feeling what's your versus like you're like kind of like oh I mean, yeah kind of just be like you know like well here's like you know you're not you know like not not songs that are like you know hey you know you know i don't know why i keep bringing up taylor swift this is weird no, but it's, about, it you know, where it's like <laughs> hey i've been working up with and then here's how i'm kind of working with this you know i don't listen to taylor swift that much. i don't even watch taylor swift on my mind right now i don't even listen to taylor swift that much um <laughs> but folklore is a good example oh, of like yeah. this type of concept of like creating a story and then people can relate to that story whereas like some of her other things. I don't have anything against Taylor Swift. Please don't come for like, me. I don't either. I, I'm just like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm just like, I don't I just, I just have her on the mind. You're so okay. But like, I love folklore and Evermore because it feels like they're just really unique stories. And that's the kind of thing that I like personally. But anyway, yes. Okay. So yes, that's Chains yeah, of No Match yeah. for the Woman. Um, and then I believe after that is Tether, yep. which is the first, not the first, but it's like what I would call like a classic a more classic style love song, but it's because I guess a hundred miles apart and world in her red could be classified as love songs, but I don't like see them fully as love songs. I see world like 100 miles apart more as like realizing the world and realizing how complex love is not necessarily like it is geared towards a person, but it's also about the world as a whole. And then world in her red is more about like discovering who like your sexuality, but it's also a love song, but like mm-hmm. tether, is very much about love and so this idea that when you love somebody it feels like it's a tether connecting you to them no matter how far away you are it's like I could feel them in my chest and in my heart and my head and I could it's like you got these weird sympathetic vibrations (laughs) like between people that you're that connected with um and energy is something that's really important to me so I remember I was with my boyfriend at the time and he was I gave him the gift of um recording music in my garage during covid and 
I not I gave him the gift. That sounds so stupid, but like you get what I mean. Like he, I, we let him do that, whatever. And I have respect for all these people. Yeah, I'm you, you're <laughs> keeping it ambiguous, so it's right? Like, yeah. Okay, good. So not even I know who you're talking about. So okay, like, perfect. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I had my guitar, and we were in my garage, and I'm very afraid of spiders, but I was braving the spiders for <laughs> this moment, and I just started writing this. I started playing these chords, and um. I found this really cool jump of like a where did you go? It's like a major seven jump thing. Where did you go? Um, it goes to the major seven, which is really cool because it's kind of off top, like off kilter, but it's fun, kind of folky. Um, but you know, um, this song, the tether connects us for the things we cannot say, and I swear that I can know what you're feeling at night. Oh, it keeps me awake. And no matter how far we go, how far how far the world keeps us apart, the tether connects us. There's a tether on our hearts. Um, and it's just very sweet. And the bridge, I think, is like the most important part so I can talk about it. This is a mature love. You know, this is the, the love that has matured and is grown. And it's with the same, it's about the same person that 100 Miles Apart was about, but it's when the love has grown. And, and this is kind of me realizing what love truly is. And it's these words, so... I want to fix your soul, and that, I know, can only be mended by the hands that own it, and all I can do is be there and grow with you. I may not be able to see the mosaic in your mind, but I can see it in your eyes, and in times where I wish I could stay away, but everything always leads me back to you. You know? Yeah. Like, like the fact that I loving somebody doesn't mean fixing them. Loving somebody doesn't mean giving everything you have to them and i was so young that i thought that love meant that i had to Ooh, the flag is flag's really (laughs) um oh boy sometimes it goes up so far it hits like my like not hit my window it gets really close to my window which is like right (laughs) above here and i'm like whoa anyway (laughs) that's funny but anyway sorry i was so young that i thought that loving somebody meant i had to give them everything that i had and that's just simply not the case yeah that's tether and you know i still like feel that with the people that i fall in love with like or just the people that i love period i feel like connecting with people i don't know i really do believe in energy and like the connection between people and i think it's something that is beautiful um and it's also like nature and shit too um but yeah so (laughs) nature yeah Yeah. um yeah and then should i would yeah do you have anything you want to say no i mean i i think yeah, like I, t- I told you what you were talking about because like sometimes you feel like, um, you have to like you really like yeah like you're kind of tethered to them like you can kind of like, you like, because obviously you, you know, like you can be committed to an individual when you're in a relationship, um to whatever degree, the relationship, like, yeah whatever like you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but like, it's also you know but sometimes you like, relationship kind of but you know kind of gives you a certain you know a kind of connection and bond with somebody you want to make right. sure that like you're being able to kind of work with work for the person has a weird relationship like this is a business relationship <laughs> um but like being able to be with them to the extent that both of you like find most comfortable find what works best for you in whatever capacity you want to do it in, and being able to kind of come to that consensus as a you know as a, a couple as a relationship and just kind of being able to move forward in that yes i think it's very easy when you love somebody and you're a very emotional person to give so much 
and sometimes people can't don't know what to do with that don't know how to hold that and then it becomes like oh you're a bad person because I can't hold your love and I think for a while I really took that to heart like I was like wow I am so much but it's a it's a journey that you have to take on your own to figure out hey I'm dope like I slay (laughs) I'm a slay Mm -hmm. and like I some people aren't gonna be ready for that or want that and that doesn't mean that I'm bad and that is looking back and and learning so much and and then who knows maybe someday you'll meet somebody who actually (laughs) we have a few more songs left is that okay yes yes, okay so time check slaying okay um next song remember when this is the one i was talking about before <laughs> really okay because yeah, i mentioned it right after i listened to it i'm like i remember doing this like you mentioned yes. the um what we genuinely did in class like i remember doing that in third oh, grade yes houses uh-huh the first line remember when we were building popsicle stick houses in the third grade So, yes, because Jason was there. Um, Third grade was the best school year of my life (laughs) because we had Mr. Oakley. And Mr. Oakley. Mr. Mann's too, student teacher. Yes, it's interesting because. His teaching side was pretty fun. It was. Although I will say, looking back, he also had that energy of like the type of man that I'd want to impress. But it makes sense. And he wasn't Mm like a bad. He was great. You know what I mean? But it it was a nugget of that. And <laughs> Mr. Oakley would do this thing. I want to mention this guy. Yes. I think it'd be cool to add, to add this to the podcast canon. Mr. Oakley did this thing where he would leave the room and then like take off his tie and then come back in trying to be a different person. Oh my God, he's so what I, I forgot know. about that. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I remember, I, I most remember is that him, him just doing that. And he would come back and be like, hello, I am George Washington. And be like, oh, hello. He would also jump you. on any surface. <laughs> any and all. He would jump on tables, on chairs. Yes. He he would he was like there was this crazy fucking thing that he did where he was like in the next five minutes I'm gonna make you want these erasers so fucking bad he was he couldn't say that because we were in no. third grade so he used his marketing genius to convince us all that we needed Charles Leonard erasers and when I tell you that I bought such a large pack of them that I still have Charles (laughs) Leonard erasers in my drawer to this day this man had such an impact on all of our lives yeah he had a, yeah, he had, he had an auction dollar system. Yes. And I was making bank on auction dollars. Oh, yeah. I was making PowerPoints. because yeah, we were nerds. We were I fucking know. nerds. I was making PowerPoints, and he would give you auction dollars for making PowerPoints on the topics, and then I would get auction dollars. And I auctioned, I remember, I remember, one thing I remember that I got, <laughs> the last auction we had of the year, the auction dollars, one of the things on the table was a Happy Meal from McDonald's. <gasps> oh and I'm God. like, I'm getting a Happy Meal. And I don't know why I remember that. I paid 512 auction dollars. One thing I remember from his class one time, we had a spelling test. And one of the words in the spell test was dig. Now, I know we're in third grade. We don't know how to spell the word dig. But I was wearing this sweatsh- this shirt that had a, um, um, a construction, I don't, I don't know exactly what it, like, like, a, um, like a bulldozer on it. Yeah. And it said, dig it. And during the spelling test, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I wrote it down because it was on my shirt. And I'm like, let me just double check. I'm like, yep, we're good. Do you remember when I was crawling on the floor because I was so sad that I couldn't have a chicken nugget? 
do you remember that that was like the most embarrassing moment of my life i was i have had adhd for so long and not known i was so upset that i couldn't get chicken nuggets Mm. that's so embarrassing guys don't hate me literally like thinking about that makes me like real with fear and rage do you ever have like embarrassing moments that like live in your life forever and and they always come out when trying to go to sleep yeah, you're and like, you're like literally you're like, ah, yes, go to sleep, and then it's like remember that one time in second grade, you're like, oh, duh, yeah, no, that was my moment, <laughs> that was my that was my villain origin story. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, and then Mr. Man's like picked up on that energy in the latter half of the year. He was going a little crazy too. He and would cry. Yeah. He, would cr- he would cry so we didn't have to teach. Um, and I remember when? Yes. So it continues on. Um, I felt taller back then, like I could rule the world, and you told me take your time, but I didn't listen. This is about. I have been an overachiever since I was a babe, a little babe, a little child. And I remember talking to Mr. Oakley and we would get nicknames at like the first half of the year when it was over. He would figure out nicknames for us. And we were so excited about these nicknames. Like, guys, you have no idea. Like, he made us so excited to learn. Like, he'd give us like cake for MCAS. It was amazing. So he he was like he said something when I was really anxious one day he was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna name you Miss Worry and I was so scared about that because I went home and I cried and I was like I'm so sad that I worry so much I wish I didn't worry it makes me so sad and and I (laughs) I was so afraid I was worrying so much about being Miss Worry and I've had anxiety from like a really young age but I remember that when the nicknames came out instead of Miss Worry, he gave me Miss Above and Beyond. Oh. And that made my heart burst because in a way it's it's a similar thing, but it's it was a beautiful way of saying you worry so much that you give become like that's my a victim of my own ambition, right? Yeah. It's been there forever. And that's just like a part of it. Like take your time, but I didn't listen. Like and that's just like with everything. Like I've always just wanted to do all the things at once and and do and be successful. Like not be successful. Like I just mean like complete things, you know. Yeah. And this above and beyond. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I hold those moments with Mr. Oakley's class with me for like the rest of my life. I remember my boyfriend at the time when we had graduated high school. We went to go, we went to go visit mr oakley um but it w- it was just like seeing so many young kids that reminded me of like how we all were at that age and mm-hmm. you know so then it goes to seventh grade remember when in the seventh grade i cried because she didn't want to be my friend seventh grade was when i realized that i was weird <laughs> like people would call me weird and it'd make me so sad and i felt like i had to fit in and be different i mean and be will be different than who i was especially because the people that I, I wanted to be with the popular people and they were all very straight and cis and very um soccer player and like I didn't know why I didn't fit in at that time but now I do um but it just like it was this feeling of I remember crying to my babysitter when I knew they were hanging out without me and just being like why why do they not want to be my friend? You know, what? what is it about me that is so bad, you know? And then that's why that little pre-chorus of, but I'm learning to believe that sometimes being seen as somebody who is different is better in the end, you know? It's like a love letter to my past self going back to the part like going back to my innocence like 
So I put on my princess dress and conquer the world, forget about the demons beneath my curls, and climb all, climb all the trees in my backyard until I'm just as tall as the giants I read about. I used to read books and trees, and I used to wear princess dresses everywhere, and there's this photo of me on Block Island with my little princess dress against the wall, like with the water and the wind, and it's just like, I was so unequivocally myself when I was younger and realizing that like it's so beautiful to just be who you are like and that's why you know the next verse is like about my cousin who um she did sports for a lot of her life which I knew she enjoyed but I also knew that there were things that she wanted to do for herself that she wasn't able to do because she was so caught up in sports and all that and like thinking about how she someday is going to get to do that and then the I think the most important line is um and I sing along to all the songs that made me with friends that soon I will not see just like that's everything that is the times at the where we were by the fire and singing songs that's when everyone was in my garage for a month and we put on a musical that I wrote mm-hmm. and it was everyone I loved in the world it's just like the people and I just remember my friend Carrie, I'm going to cry thinking about this. She had commented something like, I can't wait to sing the songs that made us with you for the rest of my life. And I was like, Carrie, I'm literally going to cry right now. Like Supermom Carrie? Yeah, Supermom Carrie. Like just these people who for some reason or another want to be in my life. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, I don't get, I mean, I, I just, I'm so lucky. And it's just realizing like the people who want to stay in your life are going to stay in your life, you know? And there's this really, so I don't, I, there's this really stupid Rupi Carr um, poem. Mm-hmm. She's the one who did like the uh, the honey book. Do you, have you ever heard of that? The honey poem book. I it's like this have. little Pinterest, like no offense. It's not the greatest ever, but there's this line in it, which is so basic, but it just like has stuck with me forever. And it means so much to me. Like it, not like it means so much to me, like it has so much weight, but mm-hmm. it, it, it bleeds into so many facets of my life like if he wants to he will it's that simple like if somebody wants to be there they will Mm -hmm. if somebody wants to do something they will like that's just like if they're not doing it there's a reason why they're not doing it and it's like we don't need to waste our energy trying to keep people in our lives who don't want to be in our lives that's painful and that sucks you know yeah so that's that song you know um Oh, and then it, the title of the album is in there. Um, and I guess I'll always be unfolding the universe. I'll never know all the answers. Broken hearts and battle scars will be my teachers, and accomplices of love will be my guide. And I guess I'll always be unfolding the universe. I'll never know all the answers. Broken hearts. you know and it's just like realizing at the end like so climb all the trees in my backyard and I am just as tall you know like I actually am just as tall as the giants I read about never scared of falling down and out like realizing that I can still have that inside of me is remember when Mm. so yeah yeah I hate the flag flapping (laughs) around again yes we have two more left am I going I'll try to go faster no no. you're doing great you're doing fantastic (laughs) okay (laughs) the second to last one is called is a stream of consciousness it's called end of book one it did not get the title until very recently because it was going to be called stream of consciousness but i didn't want to do that (laughs) i wrote it as a stream of consciousness while my mom was um 
doing stuff in the office upstairs and i remember telling trey like hey can we just use this voice memo as it? and he was like there's papers ruffling in the background for all of the minute that it is and i was like that's kind of artsy and he's like absolutely not <laughs> he was like that's not what's happening um but I, it just a lot of it came to my head right then and there so i think i wrote a couple of the lines before that maybe just the first line but it was um my parents got married in block island and so also the photo of me in Block Island with the princess dress, like it's going from innocence to this first line of the song, which is We were so naive to dream that we'd get married in the same place where I was made so many years ago. Um and I don't think Block Island isn't like where I was conceived, <laughs> but it's more like that's where the love was made that created me you know mm. and I wanted to get married at the spring house which is where I probably still do <laughs> but <laughs> not with that person um and we could not believe that there were so many things in this world that we cannot change um it's just realizing that the love had a time had an expiration date um you know like the question of like and I know that someday you'll oh that's not a question but and I know that someday you'll be gone and I'll be here alone but I don't mind it gives me time to think about what we'd be doing if we never met like we don't think about that that often like I don't know if I had never met him what would I be doing with this time like yeah <laughs> sometimes know? I think about things that way only because I have like a time travel sci-fi <laughs> sub mindset yeah but just kind of just like that that's kind of like why like I kind of like sit in the mentality not to go super duper deep again I'm ready but like. <laughs> Sometimes we have bad experiences. Right. You know, things happen. They feel like, you know, you have bad experiences like one after another. You're trying to get to somewhere and you just can't get to it. But, like, that, those bad experiences, look, you know, as bad as they are, will get you to where you want to be right. further on. You know, like, it, it comes down to, like, yeah, there's things that, you know, that happened, right. you know. But then, like, you get to where you want to be. Like, I, you know, met people was because i think you know it's like yeah it's like you know change one it's also like kind of time travel stuff where it's like you'll change one butterfly and then everything's you know like right but it's like you know i've narrowed it down to one specific night when like we played cards against humanity as a floor Mm -hmm. if i wasn't there for that event none Mm -hmm. of this would have happened and that was only because i was and here it's kind of a fun little nugget too like i was only there because i was hanging out with one of my friends i had met through marching band and we were going like little like you know like uh, orientation events they had around the place because mm-hmm. they sat there in the common room we watched Iron Man, right? But it's like so I was only there because I was hanging out with her and right. I only met her because of the marching band, you know. And so then and then but like the first day I was there for marching band, like I was unsure if I wanted to do it because it was it was very different than like the pep band and concert band mm-hmm. from back in Norton. And so I was like you know I couldn't really find myself in that one little in that you know in that you know and like I couldn't really kind of I was I, I was having a bit of difficulty like kind of finding my spot. But then I kind of like met like my, you know, band is huge, but section is smaller. So I meet the clarinets. Then yeah. you meet the clarinets. You meet, you meet, you know, you know, and you know who, you know, someone who's been on the, someone who's actually been on the podcast before. I meet her, and she introduced me to everyone who's on my podcast, like podcast people now. So it's like it's it all comes down to marching band. Mm-hmm. If I said, hey, there's a universe, multiverse wise, where I said I don't want to do the marching band, and this is an entirely different situation. Editor Jason here. I don't say it in as many words during the recording of Familia. But I just wanted to, s- to stress like the timeline thing I have constructed. If I decided to not do the marching band, there would have been no Daniela, so no season two cast, and there would have been no hanging out with that one friend from marching band to discover people who helped to create the podcast in the first place. Like, me staying there at the marching band was a fixed point in time required to continue what you guys are currently listening to. 
if I had decided to ditch the marching band that day, you would never listen to this podcast right now. And I think that's pretty cool. It, it all stems from the marching band. And so that's why it's, you know. That's wild. I know. It's crazy. So like, if I didn't go there for a marching band, I would not be where I was now. Yeah. So if we never met. Right. Him. There's so many little things in your life mm-hmm. that you don't realize have such an... I mean, that's like astrophysics too. Yeah. It's so freaking cool. Um, But... I could talk about this for like 84 years. <laughs> we well, have to get next time on a conference no class with <laughs> yes. Amelia. We're talking astrophysics. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm pretty like it'd be so awkward if that's not what astrophysics is, but I'm like pretty sure it is. If it's not, you astrophysicists out there, feel free to like punch me in the face. It's okay. Um, but uh, www.space.com defines astrophysics as a branch of science. Uh, defines astrophysics as a branch of space science that applies the laws of physics and chemistry to seek to understand the universe and our place in it. Uh, the field explores topics such as the birth, death, and life of stars, planets, galaxies, nebulae, and other objects in the universe. So, I really wasn't actually that far off. Whatever. So, yeah. the the antithesis of that song is, was your love worth the pain it caused you when you left? Like, mm-hmm. was that love that we had worth that pain that comes with love? You know, that's like a one of the questions that I had when I, I had my first real heartbreak, like, was it worth it? Is it worth it to fall in love again if it means that it's going to feel like this, you know? So then it brings us into our last song mm-hmm. <laughs> called Going Away Blues, which when Trey heard he when Trey heard the song, he's like, it better be a blues song. And I'm like, it's not a blues. And he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I can make it a blues. And he's like, no, forget it. I'm like, okay. Um, it was the song I wrote after the plane. Um, and again, we have chord, which I will now go back over to Jason's beautiful piano to play for you. The whole song centers on, wait, that chord. Hold on. Um. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got that, um, that, that's actually a nine chord because we're keeping in the third in that situation. So it's just, we don't have to get into music theory in this podcast. <laughs> Next time. I'll come to the Next class. time. Astrophysics, <laughs> and, astrophysics <laughs> and music theory. Anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like AP music theory. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, music theory is one of my little thingies that I love. I mm-hmm. could talk about it for 84,000 years. Next um, time. I'll come to the class. <laughs> I'll give you a little music theory lesson. This song, I wrote it when the boy that I was with, my mm-hmm. first love, went to he went to like a summer program or some bullshit <laughs> not bullshit it's wonderful congratulations <laughs> um it was the first time because he was a year older so i was like oh my goodness like this is what it's gonna feel like when he goes to college you know and i had this prediction of what it would feel like i was like i'm gonna feel like he's gonna be off doing his whole thing and he's gonna change and i'm gonna stay the same mm-hmm. you know um i like the line of um and of course i'll miss you my love but it's time to spread your wings and sing the going away blues. Feel the hues of sunlight dripping down your veins and tell me if it feels the same as it did the night before.
loving the use of the piano. Right? Isn't that fun? I cannot tell you the last time this piano has been played, so it's really nice <laughs> that you're doing this. Um, so then we have this refrain. Some of these notes aren't working, but forgive me. Yeah, so I know. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's going from, this is the first chord. We'll do a little music here. Yeah. So we're going to that major seven on the, so. And this is the sixth, the C, which is really interesting because, uh, so you're thinking it's going to be minor, and then it goes to a major chord, which is kind of cool. Um, So it's that refrain and so it's it's supposed to explain like you'll come back brand new I always expected you to I didn't wish it any different I just want you to be happy you know and realizing like you know what if <laughs> I've been trying to convince myself this for like ever but I think I finally realized it like if somebody leaves my life it's it's for a reason you know, like it, it's meant to happen. It's okay. And eventually here, I here. realize, yes. I, yeah, eventually I realize it's not meant for me. Like it also happened like when I don't get a part that I want, <laughs> when I didn't get into a college that I wanted to get into, it's just like, it wasn't, it wasn't my time and that's okay. And this song is about, you know, I thought, I mean, it's just this, I love it so tr truly so much because it's like when it's all said and done, I know you're not the forever boy, but I love you anyway. I love your smile and how you stick around. When I felt parts of myself slip away, <laughs> um, you know, so knowing that this love is probably not going to be the love, even though we would dream about it, you know, like I'd write poems about it and he'd write songs about it. Like, of course, you're going to think about that. It's your first love, you know. Um, but and then it goes into the second version of the chorus, which is you'll come back as you were. I knew it to be true. It'll be me who does the changing ever orbiting the sun. I'm sorry it has to be this way, but our time has come. So realizing it's me who's going to change. It's me who's going to like, outgrow this and, and go off and fight my battles and go be the artist in the plane. And you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. leave the plane. And, and re the realization that our love may be part of what is keeping me on this plane where, you know, and knowing that the world outside of the things that I know may be scary, but it's a world that I have to experience. Um, and, you know, then there's the the reminiscent part of, You'll forever be my first love, the one that taught me that change is forgiving and I can always find my way back home, back into your arms. And for the first time, I feel the most like myself. And the back into your arms part, I think, is, is just kind of, you know, a, a product of my innocence still being like at that point, I was like, I'm still going to find my way back into your arms at the end. And I think I've written a lot of poems about how or just I wrote this specific poem about how I, I had this idea that when I when people leave me in my life, I, I find comfort in being like, it doesn't have to be forever. Like there's a chance that we could get back together again until I've healed to the point where I know I don't need that anymore. And I think that's part of it in that, that sentence, but like change is forgiving. Like it just, it, he, no matter what you want to say about the people that you've been with in your life, they have all taught you lessons. And I think that I'm grateful for the lessons that I've been taught, you know, and at the end is <laughs> really cool. I came up with this idea that 
we do kind of a reprise of it wasn't meant to end this way, but it says, it was always meant to end this way. Lost in the love and all that I've made. I wish I could tell you what comes after this, but I guess I'll keep you guessing. And that's how the album ends. Because the universe is unfolding as it should, and the universe isn't going to tell you all of its answers or its reasons. Those mm-hmm. are for you to figure out, you know? And I just, I love now that. Now the wind is howling. So like all these leaves <laughs> in my backyard are moving, and Amelia has that solid nugget. The world is... Well, wow, so oh my god, really? Did it unfolding. literally start moving? I mean, almost. That's almost so, right at that point. Oh my the universe god. is unfolding as it should. And then the second album is gonna, it's a concept album. It's going to be insane. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be even more concepty than this one, but yeah, so that's the first album. Thank you for, uh, if you've listened <laughs> to this. Thank you for yeah, listening. If, if you like did an interesting like little like listen and read along thing, that would be that was that would that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. And you can also <laughs> if you want to put clips in or whatever, but oh, yeah. also yeah. thank you for listening if you did. Um this is like a a a piece of my heart that I put out there and I hope that you enjoy it if you listen to it and, and maybe find something in it that reflects you in your life. Um because like the universe is unfolding as it should mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it might not feels seem, yeah it might not yes. seem that way yes. but like that's you know like it's a beautiful way to kind of to wrap it up to wrap it up i am i'm really excited for everything else you're going to do just everything everywhere all the time <laughs> um, <laughs> me too for you dude i'm so excited <laughs> um, to see the rest of the podcast you have so. that thing that you're doing coming up that that you're doing a oh thing yes if you have liked the little snippets that you've heard here on a couple of friends with no class please do check out my gig at the middle east in cambridge on june 29th um i think the doors open at seven or eight it's gonna be with a full rock band it's it's known as one of the coolest like little like indie rock venues in in cambridge or boston and i'm really excited about it i have some really cool musicians playing with me i have trey lundquist um who is a berkeley college alum sort of wait hold on i have trey lundquist an amazing drummer who's um been to berkeley college and teaches um a lot of um you know he teaches music he, he music directs and he teaches voice lessons all throughout this area mm-hmm. um josh bass or bass i'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name i haven't actually met him yet but i've heard that he's also from berkeley and he's an amazing guitarist and trey's our drummer and then we're still looking for a bassist but we're getting there um so it's gonna be really cool there's gonna be some covers of things that you will recognize um there might be a little bit of brutal by olivia rodrigo <laughs> going on in there um like a little bit of that so if you're interested for that um, and also, you know, some classic rock stuff. Straight Pepper Diet, The 86 Seas, and Amelia Kershaw. Uh, June 29th, 2022. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Music at 8. Ooh. Check it out, dog. Well, thank you for coming back in. I really appreciate I hope you had a great time. I know I had yeah. a great time talking to you. So it was fantastic. <laughs> Gabby, one of my favorite podcast episodes I've Aww, recorded so far. I'm going to cry. And I haven't even edited it yet. So I get, I get to listen to it all again. Um, stay tuned, uh, loyal listeners, for the season finale coming next week. Actually, our first two-part podcast episode. <gasps> uh, stay tuned as we go on Tinder and try to find love, and maybe we'll have some. <laughs> wait, maybe we'll maybe maybe we'll have some success there. Stay tuned for the the two-parter. Um. Uh. Uh. Add Tinder, watch it burn, and nerdy and flirty. Uh, I'm obsessed with that. I'm <laughs> so excited for that. I'll be tuning in. All right. See you guys all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.